0: This is Major Roy McBride. I'm attempting to reach Dr. Clifford McBride. Dad, I'd like
1: to see you again. What is happening out there is a crisis of unknown magnitude. We believe your father may be involved. My father's dead. To hold out the possibility that your father may be hiding from us.
0: It's time to eat your veggies. Are
1: you ready? Your Veggies is a nutrient-dense podcast serving you the best in art and pop culture.
0: I'm Michael Andres, a fiction writer and scientist.
1: And I'm Charlie Janelle, a filmmaker and poet.
0: We're insatiable media omnivores, munching on the latest and greatest in books, music, movies, TV games, you name it. This week, we're blasting off to space and dealing with daddy issues in Ad Astra. James Gray directs the space opera, which stars Brad Pitt and Tommy Lee Jones.
1: Then, stick around for Last Bites, where we search high and low for this week's juiciest morsels.
0: And we'll hear from you too.
1: In T-minus five, four, three.
0: No, but seriously, how, how was your summer? What, what were you up to?
1: Um, I like every time I get asked questions like that, I always forget. I'm yeah. like,
0: what did I do? Yeah, this is like we're coming back to I school, hate and it's like, how was your summer? I hate those questions. I feel like we both felt like the kids that were like, but you did cool stuff um, with your summer. So what
1: we what, what we did with our summer was have like um like like our an example of like our summer encapsulated was when we tried to go upstate. Like we couldn't afford to fly to LA, like we wanted to. So that I can live my like bad and bougie life on the beach for like bad with it four, four days.
0: So far being in this town, if I've learned one thing, it's like like everybody and trust no one. Don't you just love where we live? I feel like LA anything goes. Check it out.
1: It went from a, a week trip to a four day trip. To a three-day trip, to then not being able to afford even doing it at all. So then we were like, "Oh, we'll just go upstate and like stay there." Two failed uh, Airbnbs later.
0: I mean, I think that we, it, I think it always happens where we are hustling most of the summer, yeah, and then near the end when we've amassed a certain amount of money from working, um, our once everyone else off. is
1: back to work, we start like trying to spend it on more.
0: Yeah, like. Fun stuff, things stuff that's fun but also like um you know stuff that'll get us to the next thing of what we want to do like I worked for most of the summer and then at the end of summer I signed up for the class with Sackett Street and oh, how did that go that was it was really good six weeks it was like writer boot camp mm. um we didn't even we didn't have time to go over craft or anything like that we just like jumped in and and critique each other's stories. Mm -hmm. And I wrote two full, full on stories, Mm -hmm. um, that I'm going to be using for my writing sample for grad school because at the end of it, at the end of the workshop, um, I, um, was encouraged by my professor to apply to grad school and I was like, Oh, I'm going to wait a year, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, Why not just apply it now?
1: I think that I may be the voice of my generation, or at least a voice of a generation.
0: I think you so know. I am currently in the process of applying to MFA programs. Congratulations. That's really exciting. Yeah. And you're going to be taking art classes. <laughs> well,
1: if you are an art student, come down to...
0: Shocking art, supplies. Shocking art supply and craft. We get a whole stack of TVs. You can pile a bunch of these and run static through it. So it's like...
1: I am. I'm... It's very like TBD right now. I'm like... I as is usual with me, you miss auditing I'm miss like, auditor right I like oh. who knows where I'll end up my favorite thing to do I literally walked into the building um of this university this past week for a class that had actually been canceled from not enough enrollment and just ended up walking into a different class that I also knew was the same day just walked in and, <laughs> and the professor was like do you know what class this is and I, I like said what it was and he was like Okay, you're right. <laughs> Clearly, your comment's out of balance. You get assigned to my class. This is Criminal Law 100. Or as I prefer to call it. How to get away with murder. This is I you. was like, I, I survey. I've surveyed the entire Leserve, please, Queen. This is you, you like, you can't um, test me.
0: okay, so you're that, you, we always say that you're that kid, um, who likes to test the, the temperature of the pool, like, you know, with a little tip, tippy toe. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you jump in and just let the tides take you where you and want then, to
1: be. well, whenever we go yeah. to the ocean, I'm always the one that's in there forever, and you're like, can we leave yet? And I'm like, no, <laughs> absolutely not. We came uh, all this way. What are we going to do? Get out of the water?
0: <laughs> Boo. But remember how, in, in college, you like kind of hate loved um, just going like going to twelve different classes and like not having your schedule finalized. Yeah, I
1: wish I could just like do that my to, whole life. You wanted, it's just wanted to me, sample like, stepping in and out of different uh, schools of thought.
0: Uh, see, I'm telling you, I have the mind of a master master. I have the mind of a mastermind. What's that? I don't know, but you know, I'm so creative like that. <laughs> yeah, I would love that. Like you can't just. No, I can't Jump and take a risk.
1: <laughs> no. No risks.
0: <laughs> like, if this was Final Destination, yeah. you're going to be like, okay, death, Like, give me my options here. I want to I wanna know how exactly I'm going to die. I mean,
1: in Mass Effect, when those three choices at the end of the trilogy arise for like what the game's ending can be, even though it's a, apparently just like a color difference of an ending, my ass took a whole hour and a half, two hours. I spent like the evening deciding, yeah, I have a really hard time like being spontaneous, uh, but you know, I've gotten better. Like if I play games now with with choices, I no that's not true.
0: <laughs> like if this, like with well choose, the
1: heart wants what it wants
0: with choose your own adventure games, you want to like read ahead and. and I hate choose your own adventure like games.
1: This is why I like Japanese RPGs because they they're just like you're on a rail. Like you're just gonna do what we tell you to do. <laughs> All right, dance monkey. Did dance. you did you want, walk the, walk through this walk long hallway? Walk through this long linear hallway where are you trying to go? (laughs) Just follow the path. All right. We put a big red glowy mark on the ground. Follow that.
0: And then they throw like monster, like little like, like plushy dolls of monsters.
1: You You like, you go off the beaten path and it's just like a dead end. They're like, bitch, you really thought, (laughs) Where, where are you trying to go? Get back on the main path. So, anyway, so our summer was uh, uneventful, I would say, but hard. A lot of work. Uneventful, but always. But um, a lot of reading. I think both of us have done a lot of reading,
0: which is yeah. Nice. You know what? It ha- wasn't wasted time. We went to the beach. I think we both yeah I went to the beach with my mom. We went to the that beach. Was great. It was where? Hard. Okay, I have to tell the story. Okay. Sure. Um, Do so you? For my birthday. Okay. Um, which always falls uh, during the time that we go to the beach because I'm a summer child. Um, mm-hmm. we. Uh, went to the beach and you surprised me on my birthday. I did. With a book that my professor for the writing class had written. I was
1: proud of myself for that gesture. I was like, I'm getting in the book of the professor.
0: And you got me tickets to Seawall a Life, which I really the play enjoyed. I almost
1: vomited during it, but with, um, I really enjoyed
0: it. Jake Hall and um, Tom Sturridge. Yeah, Tom Sturridge. Yeah. Um, it was really good. Yeah. It was, am- it was wonderfully done. Two amazing monologues. Yes.
1: Um, I almost vomited.
0: Okay. Is there any more food? <laughs> I need to get something down my throat to fight what is coming up. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. Was it the vertigo it was, it was, or the, the emotions or everything?
1: Um, Moments. you could ask that question of any moment where I'm about to vomit. Was it the vertigo? <laughs> was it the emotions? Was it the tight crowd? Was it the tight crowd? Um, yes. The answer is yes. <laughs>
0: the alcohol or the alcohol? The alcohol. Answers. answer is yes. <laughs> all of the above. Anyway, so back to the beach. Um, so you got me tickets to see you all Life. You got me my professor's book and, um, your mom, uh, and you surprised me by going to like the one independent theater that's close to the ocean. Which was so charming, right? It was like a so shopping
1: right. center turned into a movie theater, like right. a single theater. So down
0: the street, there's a, there's a, a big ass theater. That was playing like the Lion King or whatever else was. Out.
1: With a line all the way I guess down the en- block. game was
0: probably I still think there. it was the Lion King. When I was 14, 15, I was a kitty cat, but now I'm a full grown panther.
1: You are the sweetest princess. The Lion King was um, the, draw, the, the crowd drawing.
0: And I thought that that's where we were going, but no, we like kept going down the highway, and there's this nice little theater. With um, like owned by this a couple gay couple um, unmarried un- yeah the one gay couple in Rehoboth yeah um. what are you talking about
1: <laughs> they're the last men standing
0: they're the last men standing and we went to see the last uh, the last, last la- black man, black man in San, San, Francisco. San Francisco
1: which was so good I I cried throughout that movie
0: oh I was crying I my
1: face Mom was, was already like irritated we from the sun
0: and the sunscreen and like your it,
1: whole body. Michael was yeah. using this like natural deodorant that like was ruining his underarms. He had like rashes all over. It
0: was very disturbing. I was getting chemical burns from this. Um, I was disturbed. But no. And
1: then you used it again after I told you that that was what caused <laughs> it. You were like, no, I think it's the sun. And you kept using it. And then it happened again. Um, and I was like, what's the definition of insanity? Me. And you were face. like, it's me.
0: It's my underarms. Um, but no, it was like uh, really uh, it's really good. I think it's my favorite movie of uh, of twenty nineteen so, so far. I don't know if I I really thought through what my
1: favorite of this year has been. Okay. Yet. So um, Maybe too early to tell.
0: Maybe. I, don't know. I mean, it's September. Well, you a,
1: you, you're, you're good at being my like inadvertent secretary because y'all just forget something I'm and your, then I'm your secretary. You're my hard drive. Hard drive your yeah, so encyclopedia. what would you
0: tell me? Is your favorite is my favorite movie? Because you'll remember oh, what I liked. Oh oh oh. What? Her, her smell easy. Her smell. Yeah. I think so. Yeah.
1: I think you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're probably right.
0: There may be others, but I think her smell. That's is that's a hot. Yeah, no, you know. You know. You're right.
1: Because Elizabeth Elizabeth Moss and that was just like.
0: Oh my gosh. She was like the eye of the hurricane. It's
1: like, it's like Alex Ross Perry was just like, you know what? Like Elizabeth, like you haven't had enough time just to shine. Go for Let's it. Let's just spend two hours and five acts <laughs> dedicating our lives to Elizabeth <laughs> Moss. Wasn't that, our, it was that three hours? It was a long movie. It was movie. a long movie. It was and basically, five acts. Every it act, felt like five acts.
0: Every act was kind of the same where
1: like, you, it wasn't the same remember that one where she played piano and sang and
0: okay that was the one exception but it was, it was um basically well like, that
1: was a wonderful reprieve so that okay you that's, owe Alex that's for gonna go
0: down as one of like the most memorable uh, moments in movies like this year and any year elizabeth moss sitting down playing piano yeah. like overwrought rendition of heaven by dj sammy
1: Elizabeth Moss, wrote the original. I have two thoughts. The first thought is, what is it about taking kind of like corny, sappy torch ballads or, or like or like upbeat pop songs, making them into torch ballads and putting them in indie movies in an almost ironic way? Number one, what's up with that? Number two, because you you know what example Under the Tree, what's the one with Under the Tree where she sings?
0: Um, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Uh... uh, uh, uh. Uh, Killing of a sacred deer. Killing of sacred deer. Where she starts seeing Ellie Goulding. Thank you. Yeah. This is what hard drive. I'm telling you, See, hard drive. I got you. You're so good. This is like this is like I'm doing like a, a match reading. made in like the the Long
1: Island media. It's like we're playing charades, but like you're, it, but it's not charades. I'm filling ball. in the blanks. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna continue. So number two. Um, oh, you know how like, um, what's it? What's oh, fuck? What's the name of the Vogue Vogue CEO? Oh. And Anna Wintour. Anna Wintour. She has, like, a master class going right now. You know those master classes Masterclasses. that advertise us. Elizabeth Moss doesn't have to give a master class because she's already done her smell. Like, she literally That's already her did it. Class. That's her master class. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm Elizabeth Moss. You know what? You want to see my master class? Well, fuck you. Go watch her smell. Wait, hold on. I did everything in it. Speaking I did every form of acting that you need to see. I did it in this movie.
0: Speaking of Alex Ross Perry, remember when I, like, okay, so I was walking home from my writer's class in South Slope and who walks up from the subway but Alex Ross Perry? And I was mm-hmm. like, of course. Hi, Alex Ross Perry. What's up? Um, great. Yeah, so Beach, Last Black Man in San Francisco, great birthday present. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: And we've, so back to reading, we've done a lot of reading. Yes. You've been, you're back on novels. Listen, I tried to get Michael to it's read novels again. It's not the return. Everyone else has been knowing novels are are good. It took you like 100 years to realize it. Michael. Only will we read short stories, and then at some point you decided you decided that not you read like one too many novels that were like middling and like took too long to make their point, as novels are prone to do, and you just decided novels suck in general. And I was like, that's ridiculous. You can't just write off a whole format of creative writing, and now you finally are back on novels, and I'm so excited because my short ass attention span slash bad memory cannot handle story after story of different locations and and people. So I like having a novel where you have to spend a goddamn 10 hour trip with just the same five people. I'm like, thank you. I can actually remember what's going on.
0: But that's not the point of short stories, though. Like, you, you enter them and you experience what they offer, and you leave. And then you forget. With a certain feeling. And like, you, I mean, the point the, is not to forget. remember everyone's name. Remember I the need one to remember one story names, in The New okay. Yorker where you were like, hold on, there's like 10 different names here. And I'm like, no, it's not about the names. Like, I can't even remember who's doing what at that point. <laughs> they
1: saying? I'm like, who's which one is the one that's dead? I'm like, I can't keep
0: track. Like, for example, what if the point is that, like, this is a tight-knit community that gossips about each other? Okay, but yeah, a lot of good novels. I just Just finished uh, If You Leave Me by Crystal Hana Kim. It's about the Korean War. Okay, I'm gonna say this. I love historical or historically based fiction that is about the people around it or in you know experiencing it like bystanders yeah and not so much about like like it wasn't a war like oh my god we went to see the movie that we're going to talk about today and every single trailer was a war movie and like like soldiers in the war and and you know the usual like like fucking planes diving off whatever crashing like plane theatrics um no this is about a tight kind of circle of characters um there's like a love triangle and then the the children of the couple that ends up getting together and how like uh, trauma and alienation uh develops and kind of becomes like a permanent scar and divides people even like the people that you're supposed to be closest with like family um I'm I'm reading um, the Nickel Boys by Colson Whitehead. So the Nickel Boys is about this school in Florida um, where boys were getting, I think mostly black boys were um, sent off. It's like a, a, ju- a juvie slash private school of sorts, um, but but boys were being tortured and like killed. What about you? What, what have you been reading?
1: Um, I've been I've been reading a lot. Funny enough, I've been reading a lot of the New Yorker, um, which is like something I do a lot, but. I've been especially judicious Cover this to cover. Cover to cover, yeah.
0: Oh, you read Gia's book. You, you I read, read, oh, I've read a part book? of it.
1: Yeah, I haven't finished it. Um, a New Yorker staff writer. Um, and really enjoyed it. Um, it's cool to see the internet and all of the problems within it uh, finally make their way into, like, the adult pages of the world. (laughs) I I think that so much of those problems have been sequestered in like youth, more youthful circles Uh up until now, like young people complaining to each other. And so it's cool to see a book that's made such high rankings on the nonfiction list. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, It's been entertaining across the world, uh, really air itself out to like an older audience.
0: Yeah. And, and, and for the older audience, uh, to actually listen and ask questions, I feel like, because of I the had way a lot of
1: people ask me questions who are like Gen
0: X yeah, yeah. The, 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 the way that the stuff. internet has kind of taken over things and social media it's really been the realm of millennials and now Gen Z kids and um, the adults in the room who we kind of like we need them as kind of a check for yes. um, how the culture is kind of just running away with itself yes um, and so it's been really entertaining getting to hear David Remnick and Terry Gross and the like interview Gia about her book and just asking questions like what is a meme
1: how do you sustain a business model in which users don't pay for your service senator we run ads
0: what is why is tiktok the way that it is i'm so excited to read her tiktok profile (laughs) so excited um great yeah i I love this cross-generational conversation and how it's it's kind of more it's happening more now
1: also like they've had amazing profiles on the Democratic presidential candidates that are always a fun, a fun read for some, I just They're just a fun read. Like, Anyone else
0: miss Mar- Mary, miss Mary Williamson at the last debate? She was like the one. Oh wait, what? what about in the last debate? Was, oh, I, I didn't. She miss wasn't her. there. Yeah, she was I like missed her. The, the gaping black, they, they couldn't black hole. <laughs> First
1: call is to Prime Minister of New Zealand, who said that her goal is to make New Zealand the place where it's the best place in the world for a child to grow up. And I will tell her girlfriend you were so on, because the United States of America is going right. to be the best place in the world for a child to grow up. So couldn't they have put her, like, as number 11, but, like, not not as a real candidate, but just as, like, entertainment? She
0: should have been asking the questions.
1: Yes. She, she posed the, the, or she could have been, like, a resident, like, crystal whisperer <laughs> for, like, you know, if you need to, like, consult a crystal. Which, mm. by the way, she denounces. She says that she, she does the crystal hubbub crystals. is... Is actually unrelated. Crystal to her. Gate
0: is a, a lie. Yeah. <laughs> Did I lie? Did I lie? Did I fucking lie? It's a fucking
1: lie. Did I fucking lie? Does anyone else has anyone else seen that video of Nicki Minaj screaming, Did I fucking lie? And then when she finishes screaming it, she has this look on her
0: face as if she surprised herself. She has like introduced like truth and wisdom upon the world. Yeah. I love the one where she goes. Uh, Did I lie? And then, and then she blasts off into outer space, which do, which will really yeah. Do, and then do, that, do, that song plays, do, 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 do. which is a great segue for us talking about. Uh, okay, at speaking of Nicki Minaj
1: hurling through space, yeah. Oh, speaking oh. of the New Yorker, I read the James Gray profile yeah. um, from a couple weeks back. Mm-hmm. Um, director of Ad Astra. director, yeah, of Ad Astra, and in reading it, I learned about how. In like the canon of like the modern greats, like Scorsese and whatnot, he That's hasn't it. quite had his time in this in the spotlight. Yeah, um, he's not a household household name in mm-hmm. the same way, um, or Tarantino, for instance. And so, um, part of the profile was him sorting out his making peace with that and making movies for a, a different purpose altogether than to become part of that like canon, whatever that is. Yeah.
0: So, let's. We should talk a bit about like, uh, just quickly what the plot in a t-shirt, Brad Pitt in like an under a white under armor style, yeah. like yeah. Latex. Yeah. latex, I think I
1: prefer Brad Pitt in his like DILF phase than I do in his like over
0: like sexually club seen 90s, phase.
1: 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense too. Cause now I'm like, I'm an adult now.
0: I'm what about, Troy? what about Troy Brad Pitt? Troy. Beb-
1: I never saw Troy
0: you never saw S- Troy scandalous wow yeah wasn't um, what a lot. I
1: mean it wasn't that I wasn't allowed to it was that I would I would not it would betray me to be interested in seeing it when I was like 15 or well, I would have
0: behooven you to have gone to and seen the movie I wish that Brad Pitt would step on me with his big hoof <laughs> I'd like him to behoove me um, uh, oh what's a good place to start so um,
1: from the start I could feel that James Gray was trying to make his like magnum opus like you know what I mean very yeah. that very that
0: his own mark on like the space opera,
1: and I'm a sucker for space operas, like Interstellar. We saw High Life. I love a good space opera. I'm here um, for a space opera.
0: Uh, Gravity was good. Gravity, yeah. Sandra Bullock.
1: Gravity, yeah, which which apparently got flack for like not being scientifically accurate.
0: I mean, you know, it. as who much cares? as you can be in a in a Hollywood who movie. Who cares? Um, so, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> like who cares? Um, <laughs> to hell with science. We don't care. All right, so. Let's, What happens? uh, Tell us about what you understand about the plot.
1: I think actually in terms of plot, it's pretty sparse. It's um, a father-son relationship that suffers from alienation, profound alienation. Part of that is distance from each other emotionally, like psychologically. Mm -hmm. And the other part is sheer distance because fucking space. So, uh, and and it takes the father all the way to Neptune. So like, yeah. I, I think, I think this is really about emotional and physical distance between father and son. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a simple concept mm-hmm. executed pretty sparingly. Yeah. I would say it's not like, there's not like a whole, a lot of elaborate plot lines going on here, yeah. but I found that to be a gorgeous template to work with because I think it just allowed for the plot to breathe. Like we had so much room for these spanning shots of, of vastness of different parts of space and planets. And you really had the contour of alienation, solitude, remorse, contemplation, like all of that stuff sits in Mm -hmm. the scenes in space because we have so much room to
0: breathe. That's why I like the term space opera because you can have a version of a space movie like Star Wars um, or even, you know, or Star Trek where it's all about the adventure, the fast pace, the alien races and spaceship battles. Um, But with a space opera, it's like, so space, like the thing about space is it's the great void. Right. And, and you can think about that as uh, a a dark dimly lit stage. Mm. And so, a lot of human relationships can be explored within that void because it's, mm. it's almost like a... There's uh, nowhere to hide. Yeah, it's like um, uh, a proxy for your mental space. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, the vastness of the mind. Or a mirror or like something. Like where you can hide. Yeah. Yeah, I so I think that the the movie has a l- I, In terms of the writing, I really admired the, the themes that the movie explores about you know uh being a parent just relationships with people in general but individually this quest for happiness and purpose that never gets it never gets satisfied so his dad is like the um, the most famous astronaut in this in this universe um, and he's manned every mission that has you know seen the outer reaches of space in order to find new life forms um, and you know that the the quest for that unknown or like elusive thing is is what drives him but it also is what destroys him the, i like the big themes that this movie wants to explore but mm. i thought that on the on a dialogue level mm-hmm. on a scene by scene level the the mm-hmm. writing was pretty weak i was kind of disappointed um mm. was there a moment that really struck where it struck you the hardest. Well, so I'm not gonna spoil plot points, but you know, like when, when the the movie wanted to tell the main character to let go of of the past of of his regretful relationship with his father, literally, like they literally say, "Let go, son. Let go." <laughs> so th- there were th- there were moments like that throughout the movie where it, it, they were kind of stating the obvious. Mm. Um, I think the most glaring example of that are the voiceovers, which yeah. I, I wasn't a big fan of, um, one, I think because the, the strength of the character. Okay. So the best part of this movie is the Brad Pitt performance, I would say. Sure.
1: Um, anytime it lingers on his face while someone else is talking, yeah. he has great emotion. Like so a great good. Kind of a- <laughs>
0: He turns from he has like great responses. He turns from like this bad blind. boy, like military guy, into like a little boy that's like just hurt by everything around him in like a you know uh, a blink of an eye.
1: I mean, in the final act where there's a confrontation, he mm-hmm. really like the angle upon which he's viewing and yeah.
0: all that. Yeah, yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I think that this character, the strength of this character, is his um, interiority, mm. um, and so when he is when he's doing the voiceover, it kind of doesn't feel like distinctive.
1: Hmm. It, it felt a little Mr. Robot.
0: Yeah. Like just saying a lot of generic stuff, a lot of exp- expository um, kind of statements that I felt like was taking away from like the flashbacks and um, like like the movie flashes into these images that like tell you a, a full story of what what's going on in his mind, that the that the, the uh, voiceover was selling short. I was
1: reading somewhere recently that, cause there's voiceover in narrative in um, American Psycho, which we'd recently watched the first time. Yeah. And I was reading, I forget where I was reading this, but I was looking into American Psycho writing around it. And like, I, I'd read that we live in a different age than when that movie was made, where at the time voiceover narrative was like seeing into the inner psyche of a character. And uh-huh. it felt like a breaking of boundaries. But now, because of how we all interact online, voiceover is actually very commonplace and more of a marketing quality than uh, internal world quality, yeah. just because we are exposed to people using narrative like voiceover all the time. Mm-hmm. It's actually easier to do that often than to sync mics with what you're recording yeah. on the spot. So yeah. narrative voiceover has taken on an entirely different color yeah. because of how technology and and video recording has changed and audio recording.
0: I agree. But that character has a distinct voice though. Um, Well, that's
1: what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like part of what you might be feeling is how, but also I felt like his voiceovers were a tad, um, like Mr. Roboty, like snark. Yeah. They didn't know. They didn't know what I knew. Like that kind of feeling behind them. Yeah. A little too fight clubby. Like I'm, it's it's like there's a there's a certain feeling that's a bit of a turn off where it's like self satisfied guy knows it all yeah. thing, which is like not cute. Cause he ends up you're right, he ends up recoiling into being this like wondrous child who sees the world as oh, you know, one of my favorite shots? Mm-hmm. Just to jump off into something entirely separate. Yeah. Um when they first the shot of Earth when he first returns. The shot yeah. conveys exactly what it feels like to not to 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 see that to see the world with renewed eyes mm-hmm. after realizing what is,
0: that's what I'm saying what, the, the what, strength, what is elsewhere the strengths of this movie really is in the the visual work yeah. and the sound work
1: um, so I was just reading Nikki Smith's uh, friend from Baltimore's um, review slash commentary piece and he mentioned how seeing this in theaters is just so for this movie especially necessary because the sound is just so encapsulating. Mm -hmm. You feel like you're sequestered, bunkered sequestered away in these, in these air conditioning tinny like environments. Yeah. And I did, I I have to say the sound was good for, we were in movie theaters. The sound was better than if we were at home on
0: a TV, Uh but
1: I wish we saw it. And I feel like the theater didn't have great sound. What is it called? What? RPX. RPX,
0: RPM sure.
1: So <laughs> I wish that we, I, I do wish we had better sound in where we saw it because yeah. I think it would have really yeah, not to
0: belabor this point, but I'm going to belabor this point. All right. Um, hit that dead horse. Go
1: ahead. Whack it.
0: So, so the strength, like, like what, what we go to the movies for is like visual and, and audio. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like to make a piece more, I don't know, profound or more intelligent, um, filmmakers feel like they have to like take the literary route and i think that's where the voiceover was coming from mm. when like so much of the visuals and the sound and the soundtrack like the sound engineering and the soundtrack were doing so much of um evoking those those feelings of like you know like longing and and searching for purpose mm. you know
1: i have a separate point to make um i feel like more than ever people are outspoken about the environmental crisis and how it will affect our futures and our Children's mm-hmm. features, and so like it is so one of the most exciting moments to me was in the first act when they make their way to the moon, and there are s- pirates who are looking to steal resources. Yeah, I mean, human folly and civilization folly, civilizations folly will follow us no matter where we go. Yeah, if the if we if we ruin the Earth, absolutely, and we go elsewhere in this for the sake of escaping what we've done here we're just going to create more of the same like human humanity has proven that that's how we we treat the world like it's ours to plunder
0: but also who's we not to be the bernie sanders of this podcast but like i
1: feel like the we isn't the powerful those powerful enough to so hold the, moon, sway over the
0: moon or any whatever colony we establish in mars would just be the new version of high rises in in our current short sure. um reality law
1: and business were each wonderfully portrayed yeah yeah for like how they fuck us up, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah, you know, you know. So so yeah. Well, okay. So I think those. Any last thoughts? Um, would you recommend that you that
0: um, our listeners see this movie? I would say yes, absolutely. And like what you were saying before, I would see it in whatever version of IMAX exists where you are. Sure. Um, because this movie needs to be experienced in in its entire. Potential, um, yeah, it it needs to be immersive. Yeah, I think there's a lot of movies that don't require the
1: Cinemax Rpx 4D 20,000 Hertz. Yeah, seats rotate and have like little butt plugs in them. Like, there's plenty of movies that I love like love
0: those theaters. Me too. It's
1: and <laughs> there's plenty of movies that don't. All that seems like superfluous and silly, but I think this is a movie where, yeah, if you can maximize your audiovisual quality experience, it's gonna be really fun. It's yeah. also I love a good action adventure. I have to be honest. Like yeah. I just I just do. And like this is a fun watch. Like I love over like glorified screensavers. Okay. Yeah. Glorified space screensavers. Listen, I saw <laughs> what was that movie that that you were not a huge Blade fan Runner? of Blade Runner. Blade Runner twenty 36, thirty six, thir twenty thirty, sixty-two. Um, yeah. Uh, 269
0: what what's that game on the iPhone before like the 2619
1: 2468 yeah I don't know Blade Runner
0: 2468
1: B- Blade Runner 2468 who do we appreciate PEMDOS uh, seven, LGBTQIA 789 810 seven, eight, plus. Eight, plus plus or minus pro um, pro 11 yeah I, lo- I, I for one am a huge fan of any like space visual and yeah. this serves you some space visuals bitch like I keep going. For the gods.
0: Yeah. Um, I was gonna say you should also go see this for Brad Pitt's performance. Like I've seen him in so many iterations. Um I I <laughs> I, I do like him as an actor. I um, you're gonna go like a more like a oh, raunchy I've seen, I've seen all of that. him. Um <laughs> no, I've I, seen all of Brad Pitt. I've seen all of Brad Pitt, including his pits underneath those um white uh, synthetic.
1: There was a moment where he yeah, he lifts his thin synthetic. moment lifts his, his, There were moments. His, his, there were a lot several of moments with his arms in the air.
0: Um, okay. <laughs> okay. Redacted. Um, go see it for the Brad Pitt performance, but and also The Brad Pitts. Also, um, Tommy Lee Jones is amazing in it as his father. Um, I just I really bought that relationship. You know what was like the most? Uh, my favorite line and the most devastating line. Like, mm. I can't remember it word for word, but when he was being used to communicate to his dad oh. in the middle of a recording studio. So he was supposed to follow the yes. script. I can't remember the word, word for word, but he said something along the lines of like, Dad, I've been trying to reach you and I was like, Ah, oh, that's so good. Mm, that's mm. dialogue to be so understood. Di- so the dialogue yeah. wasn't all something you That had was like to take the one shot.
1: Shot. the one oh wow, <laughs> Michael's kidding. out here. Um I will say so again, talking about how Brad Pitt is the strongest element in the movie, watching The close up of his face through that extended Mm -hmm. breach of like script was Mm -hmm. amazing because you see how he is so aware of how he's being used, yeah, but also so aware of how he feels. Watching the conflicting principles play across Brad's face of wanting to, um, not wanting to play into the hands of the government superiors, Mm -hmm. yet wanting to be in close emotional connection, connection with, his, with his, father. his father seeing those things play across his face great. it doesn't feel ham-fisted or nope. si- simplistic at all yeah so, yeah so uh, we yeah. would recommend this movie yeah, absolutely amazing yeah go see it enjoy have a great block summer blockbuster experience we'll see before you. summer's over what's well, we'll, over we'll Let's see in
0: you it. in outer space <laughs> 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 time for a quick potty break
1: And when we come back, it's time for this week's Last Bites.
0: Favorite segment, yummy uh, last bites, where we talk quickly about a random pop culture thing that we're obsessed with at the moment. Let's hear what you guys have to share this week. Hi, eat your veggies. This is Samia from North Carolina, and I am currently addicted to watching all of the acceptance speeches for people who have won the Mark Twain Prize for comedy. So my favorite award winner, I'd have to say, is Julia Louis-Dreyfus Classic. The star of her show wasn't actually JLD, but it was, in fact, Kumail Nanjiani. He talked about how she should run for president and exhibited a picture of her... Uh, getting fucked by a clown, which was the cover of a GQ magazine. And um, JLD's mom was in the audience and had not seen the photo. JLD was looking over at her mom and sort of explaining to her sort of why she would even be fucking a clown when she's so successful and respected. veggies this is marissa
1: calling from la my favorite pop culture moment of the moment is specifically surfer magazine or more specifically buying surfer magazine in an airport after seeing this like very large like surfer
0: man with his oversized surfboard um, (laughs) at the airport and being intrigued by the whole thing um, but seriously,
1: surfing is really interesting. I'm trying to ride those waves, it just seems really crazy um, and enthralling at the same time. Yeah! Okay, you guys are great! Wow, okay, well, thank you guys so much, Somia and Marissa, for calling in. That was so amazing.
0: Wow, yeah, those are some delectable choices. De- scrumptious, delicious.
1: Yeah. Um, so I'll go first. Um, this week I'm obsessed with, this is long, a long time coming. I'm obsessed with Hot Ones. Um, first off, Sean Evans, the host of Hot Ones can get it. So I'm just going to say that Sean Evans, congratulations on your year anniversary with your girlfriend. Um, (laughs) I'm, I'm watching from afar. Um, so... (laughs) Stiff competition on here for Sean Evans. Anyway, yeah. so so Sean Evans is. So is he the, the hot ho- one? He's, a, he's hot. What's the hot
0: one? In the, the hot, hot ones
1: hot are ones. the wings that the guest of every interview segment is forced to eat from a scale of like not very hot to extraordinarily record breakingly right. hot. And so as the the show is genius, I'm just gonna say this straight up. One of the best interviewing shows I have ever seen. Like. Sean Evans and his crew do their fucking research. If you're a fan of one of the people they interview on that show, watch Hot Ones for that for for that person.
0: You know who I want. Sorry, you know who sure. I want to no, see for on it. Hot Ones. Who
1: Terry Gross? Oh my god, I want Terry Gross to be on Hot Ones, and an eclipse happens while it's recording. Um, I recommend it to people who aren't familiar with YouTube all the time. If I meet someone who like isn't as familiar with like YouTube, good YouTube content. Bon Appétit and Hot Ones are two things I always turn An to. And
0: Architectural Digest.
1: And Architectural Digest for when you want to like make fun of rich people
0: for having bad taste. Okay. Um, so my last bite is another big morsel. Okay. Um, Hassan Minhaj has oh, been. Oh my god. <laughs> Um
1: don't do this to me, no. Getting
0: like his his stride going with the, the season. And he has a long stride. A long gate, if yeah, you will. He's like what, six three? I don't know. You met him in person. I met him in person. Is that like are we gonna get sued for like talking about that? I mean you were, yeah. I met him in we, person. You, you run into people all the time on the streets. Anyway, Samanaj is really hitting his stride with Patriot Act. Um volume three has just been so strong. Um, the Canada episode where he um, basically obliterates. Um, uh, what's his name again? Um, wow, you really hate him because you don't even memorize his name. God, oh Justin Trudeau. Hmm. Um, and this is pre all of the blackface scandal that he's t- having to deal with right now, the student loan episode, the cruise episode. Like he's he's found this sweet spot of well researched uh, reportage and and comedy that helps us deal with the seriousness or like the seeming hopelessness of of the issues that he he talks about he's the best example of um, like the fool, the minstrel, the satirist of of our era um, because he is giving you the hard facts but at the same time he's doing it in a way that takes the pressure out of the room
1: a beacon of truth and and comedy and and he is the size of a beacon he is very tall like he's a lighthouse You know, you can find him in a crowd.
0: (laughs) You've been listening to Eat Your Veggies. Hope you got your fill. Eat Your Veggies is recorded in a modest two bedroom in Brooklyn, New York. Produced and edited by us. Want seconds? Subscribe to Eat Your Veggies where you get your podcasts.
1: Rate us and leave us a long, heartfelt review. Follow
0: Eat Your Veggies on Instagram and Twitter.
1: We want to hear from you. Record a voice message telling us about your latest obsession and send it on over to eatyourveggiestv at gmail.com.
0: Till next time, stay hungry and try something new.
1: Because it's our show and not yours. Oh, God, another Drag Race delineation. Charlie and Michael, delete this. Delete this part where
0: there's Drag Race. We don't want any Drag Race references. We're straight.